is Bo Buchanan, Arizona Lodge Number 2. I am here with a mother-daughter team from uh, Job's Daughters tonight. Uh, Donna and Sarah, I'm going to let you guys introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm Donna Nessig, and I am the Supreme Chaplain for 2015-16 and the Assisting Supreme Deputy to the State of Arizona. I am a past Bethel Guardian and a past Honored Queen of Job's Daughters. That's a mouthful. Okay. <laughs> and I'm Sarah Nessig. I'm a past honor queen, past grand belt honor queen, and I served as Miss Arizona Job's daughter in 2013-2014 and a majority member. All right. So I'm going to start with you because I'm sure you're used to going second after your mom. <laughs> so this is my first. We're here today at Oriental Lodge in Mesa for an event. Tell me a little bit about what was going on today. Uh, so today we honored our supreme dignitary. So we have my mother who's the supreme chaplain and to do that you have to be appointed. And then the daughters were a representative and an officer and for that they get um, essentially placed, uh, selected from a drawing. So we're honoring them and the commitment they've made to Job Stars to recognize us on a supreme international level. And Donna, tell me you had some friends coming in. It was kind of a cute story. We didn't get a chance to interview them because they had to leave town. Where were your friends from? Um, from California. That's where I'm from originally. And uh, they came in uh, for the reception this afternoon. And what you said, remember you said you moved here from California. You said you moved here nine years ago. Tell me your friends made kind of some special effort to get here today and why was that? Tell me about that and why that was so important to you. Um, my girlfriends are both uh, past grand guardians for the state of California and they had an event for the state of California over the weekend and they're from Southern California and the event was in Northern California. So they drove up to Northern California, did the event over the weekend and then left their car there, hopped on an airplane, flew in here to Phoenix to attend the event today, and um, left immediately following the ceremony to catch their plane back to Northern California so they could get back into their cars and drive home to, San to Southern California. So wow. Quite a whirlwind. That's, that's friendship. <laughs> <laughs> that is friendship. That's what Job's Daughters is all about. So now Job's Daughters, I'm a, I'm a Mason, and I'm, my exposure to Job's Daughters is kind of new. You guys are the first people I'm interviewing from Job's Daughters. What's the connection to Job's Daughters in Freemasonry? Um, our members, and chime in any time here, um, are either related to a Master Mason or just recently they could be sponsored by a Mason to uh, join and be a member of our organization. Okay, so did you have Masons in your family? Yes, um, that's another funny story. My father joined the lodge so that I could join Job's daughters. Wow. And when they were doing the investigation to confirm my Masonic eligibility, they found out that his father was actually already one, and he never knew that. He never knew his dad was a Mason. He Your grandfather knew. was a Mason. Wow. Yep. That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. So that, that uh, Sarah, that automatically made you available. Yeah. Tell me, I'm going to go back to your mom in a minute, but tell me, why, why did you join Job's Daughters, other than the fact that your mom was involved? Right. Obviously, that had been picked. What was the draw for you? Well, I think uh, my mother being involved when she was younger, and then she became a Bethel Guardian, and my cousins were in it. They're about seven to ten years older than me. They were always around. And so I was constantly enveloped in the organization, and I think... Once I became 10, it was kind of like a rite of passage, like you join. Like, I was so excited. I was always wait. At 10 years old? At 10 years old. I would wait outside the Bethel door for meetings to end, and I would try to peek in. They wouldn't let me, and I was just so excited. So it was it was really great to be able to join and, and carry on my tenure. So. so, Donna, you joined, your dad joined Masonry, so you could join. Why were you... Why were you joining at the time? What was that all about? Oh, I didn't want to join. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I heard you tell this story. I did not want to join. Um, back then, or in the state of California, the Bethels have um, these 
dresses, they all look alike, and that's how they signify their group of girls. And we went to an event that the lodge had put on, and the girls were serving the food, and they were all wearing these ugly dresses. <laughs> and I was like, I don't want to be a member of that. I don't want to wear that dress. And they were like, oh, come on, come on. And then my dad got a job transfer. We had to move back east for a couple of years, and when we came back, it was literally less than a month. The associate Bethel guardian of the Bethel and my father were sitting there concocting a plan and convincing me to join, and they said, okay, you just have to do it for six months, and then you can go away. And here I am standing 30 years later. <laughs> That's a great story. I love that. So what? So you've maintained, you went through, and what's the age? You, you can't be a joke daughter anymore? 20. 20. Okay, so once you're 20, you're out. <laughs> well, you're not really out. You're just considered a majority member. And it's either upon your 20th birthday or if you are to get married before then, you automatically reach majority. Oh, so. okay. So tell me, what's what's life like when you become a majority member? You stayed uh, an active member as an adult. Tell me what that has been like. Um, well, as Sarah can attest to, too, it's different because you go from being a daughter and then you're an adult, and there's that sign of respect the girls have to show when they're used to you being a daughter. So it takes some, some, I don't know, like a learning curve to realize that when they say, Mrs. Messig, they're talking about you and not your mother-in-law or <laughs> your mom, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. um, so it's definitely different, but I think at the end of the day, um, as I said to, tonight in my remarks, it's the, the sacrifices, the time, the money spent, is well deserved if you make a difference in one of these kids' life. Right. So, Sarah, you got involved at ten. Mm -hmm. uh, you, I think you said you're a majority member now. Mm -hmm. So you're just brand new a majority member. Right. Your mom was talking about that. Tell me how that experience is going to be changing, getting out yeah. and still being around and participating. Well, they say that you need to to take a step away for the girls to be able to recognize you as an adult rather than a daughter. Rather than calling you Sarah and talking to you in a in a certain way, you need to alter that relationship and. For me, it's actually been kind of seamless. I was so heavily involved for three or four years before I majorityed, being um, an honored queen two times, a past Grand Bethlehem queen, going through the charter revocation, and then being a miss. So once I finished my miss term, I, I went and got a full-time job, went into full-time school, and so I've been away for about a year and a half. I think it's really helped, and I think being a majority member um, is almost more rewarding, being able to take a look back, look at my work life, see how Joe Stars has helped me, and then reflect that into the girls and tell them how it actually helps you later on in life with Job's daughters. So you came back as a, were you the mistress of ceremonies? Presiding officer. Presiding, presiding yes. officer today. Okay. Yes. As an adult. Because mm -hmm. I heard you several times refer to the adults, mm -hmm. but you're actually an adult. Now. I am. <laughs> That's a little hard to accept sometimes, but uh, it's nice. I, but having work in school, it's an easy transition for me, but some people... You know, they, they majority and come right in, and, and it's a little bit more difficult, but it's still just as rewarding. Can you tell me about uh, a, a Job's daughter or someone in the Masonic organization who's been a big influence on you and really made a difference in kind of what you've learned and how you've grown in the organization? Yeah, I mean, for me, I'm not really one to idolize people too often because I feel like everybody has the opportunity to to be great. Like, I did a lot for the state, but I never look at myself as someone significant in the state. I think every girl has the potential to be a leader and everything like that. So for me, I kind of just led by example, but an adult that really, if I look back through my Arizona Job Daughters career and I see someone, it's always going to be Janice Jones. And we talked about her a lot today, but Janice, 
she's great. She connected with me personally when I was younger, and throughout my tenor and Job's daughter, she was able to connect with me as I got older, help me through everything we went through, and she was really a good friend and, and a great mentor, and I learned a lot um, yeah, about Job's daughter. There was not a dry eye in the room when everybody was presenting that pin to no, her. I'm she hoping to catch it. an interview with her maybe when we're done. She definitely deserves it, and she's very modest. She'll probably be like, no, 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 <laughs> you don't want me to do that, but she has a lot, a lot of knowledge, and She's a great asset. We'll, we'll be sad to lose her one day. And Donna, you said something, uh, going back to what Sarah said, or actually what you said earlier about making a difference. You made a comment when you're closing remarks about, I forget what you said, something about making a difference in one kid's lives. What was the quote? Do you remember what you said exactly? Um, it is um, that I believe that every child is one caring adult from being, one caring adult away from being a success. A success. I like that. That's that's a cool quote. Mm-hmm. So what about you? What's uh, that same question I just asked Sarah? Is there someone in the organization that really stands out to you as somebody who really made a difference and really impacted your life in, in Job's Daughters? Oh, well, I named them um, tonight in my remarks. Every single one of those folks, <coughs> excuse me, played a significant role in my life. <coughs> to my first guardians, um, Ray and Linda Hodgson, um, to uh, Gene Point, his past grand guardian in California, who saw the inspiration in me to ask me to serve a second time as a guardian, um, Janice Jones here in Arizona. There's just countless people that have played such a significant part in your life. And even as you get older and you become a majority member and you work with adults, there's always um, older people that mentor you and inspire you to keep going and always making it worth it. Can you think of a, an interesting story uh, or a funny story from an event, an installation, a trip you guys took, anything that you'd want to share with people, a really memorable moment? <laughs> from California or Arizona? <laughs> I don't know, but whatever you're laughing about, I want to hear it. <laughs> well, the, the fun thing, before our, our days of CAV, we were taking a trip to California's Grand Bethel, and we had rented a couple of 15-passenger vans to get the Bethel there and back with all of their luggage. and. My favorite thing is we were exhausted from a four-day whirlwinds of up late and up earlies and long business meetings and fun activities, and we were about 10 minutes away from home, and right next to me came the police officer who just kind of said, you know, as I lower my hand down, slow down, lady. <laughs> I was getting to the point where I'm like, getting rid of these 20 kids, yay! <laughs> That's funny. And, and what about uh, what about you, Sarah? Any any stories that really stand out for you that you remember of your time? Um, I think mine's probably a little more serious because it's probably the most significant time in my Joby career, but um, when I was Grandma's Honored Queen, our Grand Guardian Council Charter got revoked. So what that means is that... So when you were queen is when it got revoked. Yes. Yeah, so I, I was about, about six, seven months into my term. So I had oh. 36 officers and representatives. The Grand Guardian Council, obviously they all lost everything. But with that, um, the Grand Bethel is a privilege. You know, a Grand Guardian Council doesn't even have to adopt a Grand Bethel. So, of course, with that being gone, so was the Grand Bethel. And at that point, you know, we were all really confused but um, we got all the girls in a room, and we wrote uh, kind of like our own version of an obligation to each other, and we recited it together, oh, wow. and then we went to the adult meeting and recited it, and we were crying, and, you know, I think for me, it was just showing exactly what Job Stars is all about, patience, faith, reward, coming together with your sisters, and making a, creating a bond that's so strong that we can get through anything, and, and for me, that really defined my entire Job Star career, and, and it meant a lot to me, so. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. 
Any closing remarks or anything else you want to share? I think uh, just for anyone who's listening, if they're interested to learn more or if they're interested in joining any Masonic body, I really recommend it. There's nobody that wouldn't benefit from from this type of organization. And Don, any any closing remarks by you? Um, I agree with everything that Sarah just said. Um, One of the things that makes life very easy for me in my professional life is that being a Job's daughter and and teaching these kids and inspiring these kids, it gives me the self-confidence that I need to be able to make presentations to the president of my Fortune 100 company and not be afraid to stand up in a room and voice my opinion respectfully and be able to succeed in the professional world. So it definitely gives lots of skills for girls to, to become great young adults and move on into their lives. Well, well, thank you. Thank you very much, ladies, for taking the time to talk to me today. I appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, one one thing we need to 